0: Welcome to Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host Chris Ward, and this is episode number 134 with Brian Cherslin and Josh Milich. Did, I did a good job pronouncing their names, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was telling them before the show. I'm like, out of everyone I've talked to on the show, like both of you guys somehow have the most complicated names, like of all time. Uh but they josh and brian they have this amazing uh goal that they are striving towards a big project that they are now training for and organizing it is called 500 miles to end veteran suicide and essentially their idea is to run from the massachusetts national cemetery all the way to Arlington National Cemetery starting next November. Um, They're planning on doing this in about 10 to 12 days. Uh, And so if you do the math there, thats if they do it in 10 days, that's 50 miles a day um, for 10 days. And then 12 is about 41, 42 miles a day. So uh, it's a lofty goal. Um, That is difficult. And these are two guys. They are not sponsored athletes they're not like professionals they have working day jobs they're regular folks like like any of us out there and that's something i find so incredibly inspiring about them and something that really makes me want to support their project which you're about to hear a lot about and they'll go into a little bit in a little bit more detail um but it's this idea of these regular guys finding this greater purpose for themselves and combining this greater purpose with this uh, kind of need for adventure or need for exploring their own limits and i just i think it's really cool because i could see myself i could see some of my friends i could see a n- numerous people taking something on and i think having this greater purpose is really important and actually driving you to not only succeed in the event itself, uh, like the physical nature of it, right? Like running 500 miles, that's, re- that's like ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I think having that greater purpose is going to get you through the minutia of planning it and organizing and all of the really, really difficult work that goes into something like this. And, you know, um, I've heard from numerous people I've talked to on the show half the battle is all the planning and all the lead up before you even try something. Um, And I think if you do have this thing that you're working for, and it's not just for your own, your own reasons, if it's for something that's greater than yourself, I think that's going to help you be able to kind of endure and power through and be able to really understand The why why you're doing something and having that why is really gonna let you accomplish that um and so that's something i really took away from this conversation i hope you guys too uh do too um we gotta find that why so brian and josh it's it's great because i think they discovered it just going on a run together you know just meeting each other meeting up with each other and going on a long run and talking like wouldn't it be awesome like they had one of these conversations going on a run Wouldn't it be awesome conversations where you're just like, wouldn't it be awesome if we decide to run 500 miles um, in support of something important and something that can help a lot of people in our society? And then they're going to get it done. So uh, I hope you guys take that away from the show. Um, Like I said, they're incredible. Uh, uh, We'll get into more, but Brian's a really experienced ultra runner. Josh is kind of a newbie coming into the sport and it's really cool to see people like take uh, take on these passion projects right and so if you guys want to support them I put all the links in the show notes Um, you can find all of their information um, on Facebook it's 500 miles to end veteran suicide and on Instagram it's 500 miles to end vet suicide and it's definitely an adventure I'm looking forward to supporting and looking forward to following. Uh, if you guys like today's episode, go back, check out the rest of our archives. You can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes. I finally put it on Stitcher. Didn't realize it wasn't on there, but I think it's on there now. So go ahead and check that out. And uh, let's get into it. This is the Like a Bigfoot podcast number 134 with Brian and Josh. all right uh this week i have a couple uh ultra runners on josh millich and brian chersland which (laughs) is that right perfect (laughs) Correct. i was just saying like looking at how they spell their name i'm like oh man this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting you know but but yeah guys welcome to the show you guys have this really cool project called mission 22 that you're going to set out um this giant kind of quest next november and i'm really excited to hear about it
1: yeah Yeah. so uh me and brian we've been running together for uh man not very long now it's been uh, a couple months i just recently moved back to uh the northeast from uh california back to massachusetts and just me and brian uh kind of run in the same area every day and honestly met up through Strava I had no one to run with when I moved out to Massachusetts and kind of just saw that there was this guy who was doing even crazier mileage than I was doing I was like (laughs) man I'm gonna reach out I'm gonna reach out to this guy and and see what he's all about and you know fortunately Brian has this great uh, group of runners the Junk Miles trail crew and just kind of got adopted into that and on one of our you know, weekend training runs. I think we, we were just chatting and, you know, Brian's done all these hundred milers and, you know, I feel like I'm in fairly decent ultra shape and I just kind of wanted to do something more than the, I don't know, the typical go and get a belt buckle, go and get a medal, go and get a t-shirt. And, you know, we trained so hard to get this level of fitness. And I was like, let's make a difference with this. Yeah. And, you know, really just through, through chatting on the the trail, just like all right let's do let's do an adventure run let's figure something out and uh you know that was where that idea was kind of born just to do something and then uh you know i stumbled across mission 22 uh, which is a charity whose sole purpose is to end the you know the war on veteran suicide yeah so currently 22 vets a day take their own lives, average. you know, you're talking over 6,000 people every year, and, uh, you know, me having served in the Coast Guard now for eight years and, and counting, it was something that was close to my heart, and, you know, me and Brian were like, let's start it, Massachusetts National Cemetery, where we're from, and, you know, Arlington, Virginia National Cemetery is roughly 500 miles away, seems like a no more iconic Place to end a five hundred mile journey than there, and I mean that's kind of the the grassroots of it.
0: Yeah, man. So when it's one thing, I just I love the idea of being on a run, kind of bouncing off these crazy ideas together, and then you know because that happens during runs. You like have a partner you're running with. like, we should do this. We should do this. We should do this. But then like you guys taking it the next step, like one step further and actually being like, I think we should seriously pursue this. Like, that's really, that's an interesting, that's really cool that you guys were able to do that.
2: Yeah. So uh, I blame Josh for that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We were running and he's quite a bit younger than I am. And uh, he's going, oh, we need to do something epic. We need to do it. And um, we were just talking, and then we came up with uh, you know the beginning point and the end point, and then he came to me and said, this is what I've got together. Does this sound good? And I said, yeah, sounds great. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. the actual process of how quickly this thing took off was, like, trail run Saturday, when, when I kind of get my mindset on something, I go all in. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to do it. I found someone crazy enough now to do it with me, so <laughs> now the wheels are turning, and i was like all right here's here's the charity here's the run and you know i reached out to mission 22 and i said look guys me and this other runner we have this crazy idea let me know if this is something you guys are interested in backing us up on and they're like uh well we've we don't have any kind of idea what you guys are like getting yourselves into i was like yeah i want to raise a and we're gonna start fundraising now. And they're like, "Well, no one's ever done anything close to this before, so so <laughs> go for it." <laughs> go for it. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, that's how I was born.
0: That's awesome. They're probably like, "We don't have any idea what you're getting into," and you're kind of like, "Hey, we don't either, man." That's like the coolest part yeah. about one of these adventures—you just figure it out along the way.
2: Figure right. it out. That's it. So, so we we'll leave in Veterans Day, which is November 11th. And uh, our goal is to actually arrive there, November twenty second for Mission twenty two. Yeah. So uh, that'll that'll give us uh, ample amount of time to head down there and uh, hopefully everything goes well.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. this. I think this movement is building momentum, and I think it's because even something at my middle school. I mean, we brought this to the attention of the middle schoolers, and we kind of like tried to participate in the whole like twenty two push ups for twenty two days kind of deal, and Excellent. Yep. I I don't know. You guys got to tell me what you think like the whole 22 suicides uh a day. I mean, it's it's just such a crazy number to even wrap your head around, but like why? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that's happening? It's so horrible to even hear about, but like what do you think is the reason behind that?
2: Well, we were talking about that this morning on our run actually. Um and it's it's um the troops uh, you know they're they're in these situations and their stress level is so high and they and their stress level never comes down and um they have a hard time processing that afterwards and uh, which is you know part of PTSD and um, they just they have a really hard time reacclimating into uh to normal life again and after their their brains have been active at a certain level for all that time yeah, yeah
1: and there's also this you know, there's this stigma of, you know, soldiers and sailors after they've been deployed and been into this lifestyle for so long that it's so difficult for them to come back and take off that uniform and reintegrate into normal society. There's, you know, unfortunately, there's this kind of persona that if you ask for help, then you're weak. And, you know, so a lot of these guys are hurting and they're just trying to reintegrate back into society and no one's asking for help. And, you know, that's what a charity like Mission 22 does is they're making this normal now for people who need these services to, you know, be okay with reaching out and, and getting them. So I think that's why it's so important so that if we can take away this you know this kind of like cloud that sits over you know suicide like it's okay to come back from seeing these terrible things that you probably had to witness that no one else in the world has ever had to experience and you know it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to to go into these programs and talk to someone and you know mission 22 just doesn't do it's not just counseling and it's not just like clinical stuff they have they work with so many different partners you know, whether it's, you know, these great outdoor um, partners to like, you know, get people into the mountains or get people riding horses or doing yoga or, you know, they have like canine projects and all this, all these different things. So, you know, help always isn't just talking to, you know, a psychiatrist. It can be a lot more than that. So, you know, and not only that, they help out families and, and they do these memorials to just spread awareness because I think that's where the you know the problem is lying is you know people don't know when i saw that number i was my jaw hit the floor yeah six you know six thousand people a year and this has been this isn't like a new problem something that's been going on for a long time
0: yeah well i think people for whatever reason i'm we've all kind of been there where you kind of think you're the only one going through a hard time and by thinking that you're like kind of blocking yourself off from having these conversations, you know, like if you're like depression or something like that, it's like, you kind of think like, Oh, no, one's going to understand me. Like this is the only, I'm the only person in humanity who's ever gone through this, which is like illogical to think about, but, but it's kind of the way people feel. So I think this is a really interesting charity because they're like opening up this conversation.
1: Right. Right. And honestly, we've even heard a few people with, like, give pushback as far as, you know, thinking that these numbers are skewed. So I, I wanted to make sure that when we got into this that I I did my research, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were saying, like, oh, you're talking World War II vets and Vietnam vets. And, you know, th- these numbers are going to drop. There's, they're going to drop real, real soon, like, you know, as this newer generation comes, like people aren't afraid to to ask for help. And so I, I dug in the numbers and i I dug deep into the VA puts out a report every year, essentially a suicide data sheet. And from people ages eighteen to thirty five, so Jeez, our gener- yeah. our generation, that's the number that's rising. and the thirty five and older, is actually going down so the people that are that are actually pushing back and saying that these things aren't a problem and they're going to fix themselves that's not the case these things need to be addressed and you know these people are hurting and we need you know when you sign your name on that line you know like i did and like you know all these veterans have done you don't know all the people that you're protecting right they're they're just they're going out and Risking their lives for us, strangers, and you know my mindset now is, you know, we're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Now we're giving back to those people that have sacrificed. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But I I know that they they gave a lot for us, and I think us as society need to give back.
0: Yes, yeah, you know? they deserve it. They deserve you know to have people you know think about them and care about them in that way and I think it's interesting what you guys are doing because so you're doing this run this 500 mile run and through it it's weird because you know you're talking about like stress levels being high and it's weird to be like I'm gonna run 500 miles to reduce my stress levels and yet we all (laughs) know like through ultra running or these endurance events like weirdly enough it reduces your stress levels and so you're just showing that um You're showing, like, this community building. I mean, you guys, you know, are finding a bigger purpose than yourself, which is something that's really important in, like, everyone's lives. Um, And so I just think there's a lot of parallels to what you guys are setting out to do and what can ultimately help people who might be going through, through this. So... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool. So I like the idea. So, you know, um, you guys come up with this idea, 500 miles and you set the date like how far out have you set the date? Like when did this start? When did this planning start
2: happening? Oh, uh, what was that? January? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, it was just it was a 1 January day we we're running in the woods and uh, we came up with the date and and the plan and uh, it was still actually putting it together. We've got a, a, bunch of, um, fundraisers that we've got planned, uh, uh, through different, um, venues, uh, like a cycle bar and, um, uh, and like a, a picnic type thing uh, on a horse farm and, uh, um, uh, 5k we've got coming up. That's gonna, they're gonna, all uh, the proceeds, everything's going to go right directly to mission 22. Yeah. So
0: how much, I mean, you guys are in the logistical planning right now. So, logistically like do you have the route figured out or is that something you're gonna figure out on the fly or or
1: how's that gonna work so roughly uh, honestly it's gonna be a lot of Google Maps just you know where you can hit that the walk button Uh, I mean that'll be (laughs) it so you know we're going through nine different states so yeah mass rhode island connecticut new york new jersey pennsylvania delaware maryland and virginia so uh there's there will be as we get closer to the to the run there will be a a lot more logistical meetings because let's be honest we're gonna go through some you know not so nice neighborhoods perhaps and we're gonna need to to plan accordingly and um but yeah, the actual route will be determined kind of closer to that uh, Veterans Day date. Yeah. Are you guys and yeah, gonna, that, that
0: I'm sorry, are you yeah. gonna be carrying something that like kind of displays like your purpose and like what you're doing
2: and things like that? Yep. So we're gonna be wearing shirts like Josh has on right now. So okay. we'll have a mission twenty two on us all the time. Um, and we're also going to have a support vehicle which will have uh, uh, everything on it that uh, with the website and they can donate we we would love to have people show up and come out and run with us while we're going down to yeah. all through the different states so um, I'll have a GPS tracker on me too and uh, people will be able to find us along the route that's awesome
1: yeah and as far as uh, you know additional things that we're going to do is uh, probably every morning before we start we'll on on social media and through, you know, all the outlets possible, we'll read a list of 22 names of of veterans that we lost to suicide. And um, starting this month, we're going to start dedicating every training run also to, to a veteran that, that took their own lives. You know, the purpose of that, you know, for me being, I want, I want to kind of get away from, from the, the 20 a day, the 22 a day, and really shed light on the fact that, you know, this was someone's brother, father, mother, sister, not just, you know, not just a number, not just a uh, a sad statistic, but, you know, a person with a family and, you know, someone that, that gave their life to, you know make ours better yeah i guess like that's, that's something we're going to start implementing
0: oh totally i where can i mean we'll get into this at the end and i'll share it at the beginning too i'm sure but where can people kind of like follow this journey or support you guys
1: so right now we got instagram and facebook um and then we actually have our our fundraising page so instagram's at 500 miles to end vet suicide okay and Facebook is 500 miles to end veteran suicide and then uh, yeah, I'll give you the link at okay. the end so people can go directly to her perfect because
0: I mean first of all just this sounds like a wonderful thing to support But you know in these big quests when you see people like take on these Like epic endurance events. I mean you can draw just so much inspiration from watching it or following it and just like And just seeing you guys like having this purpose that's pushing you forwards hopefully will help people kind of like discover what their purpose is as well. I hope
2: so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like Brian said, anyone that wants to come out and run one mile, 10 miles, you want to do a whole day with us, you know, the more the merrier. I've had a few uh, people reach out over Instagram and, and show interest and you know even a few veterans that that want to take part in it so yeah I, we really you know we, we know we're far away veterans day 2019 is you know we're still talking 10 months away but the whole reason that we started this so early and thank you so much for giving us a platform to talk about it is so that this thing can get crazy momentum we yeah. want it to be you know giant and and really shed light on this this issue and and raise a ton of money for this charity so yeah
0: that's awesome man hey. i gotta ask a little bit about training and i think kind of the interesting like it's interesting your guys dynamic because josh you are kind of like a newbie kind of deal dude absolutely to, am, yeah. <laughs> <to ultra> running, <laughs> and then brian's kind of like the seasoned the seasoned uh veteran you know to it so yep. can you kind of like talk a little bit about that dynamic like has Brian been helping you figure out how to train and all that stuff?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah he has, he, you know, unknowingly he has. Um, you know, I think before I met Brian, you know, I've done, I've done, I think eight ultra marathons, a handful of normal marathons and, you know, a ton of trail races, but I've only been running for, I don't know, not even two and a half years, maybe like this is, this is very new for me, but you know, kinda like I said earlier, when I, I get into something, I like really get into it. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, when I met Brian, he was he was doing these like hundred mile weeks, hundred and ten mile weeks, and you know, I always thought that you know, I felt pretty good doing fifty a week and being like, Yeah, this is this is plenty. And after I met Brian, I kinda realized I was leaving a lot on the table. You know, there was There was way more miles to be had than kind of what I was doing. And, you know, as soon as I met Brian, it was 80-mile week, 80-mile week. And I was like, (laughs) oh, this this doesn't even feel that much different. Like, it was just a matter of, you know, not even thinking that it was possible. And then, you know, realizing, oh, just run longer. Like, you you know what I mean? (laughs) As dumb as that sounds, but... You know, it's not like we're going fast. So you just, you know, keep, keep moving forward. And, uh, there will be a lot, a lot of long runs and back to back long runs and probably multi time of day runs leading up to, uh, this 500 mile adventure for sure.
0: Yeah, man. I feel it. I feel like your body adjusts. Like you think to yourself, like, maybe I can't handle that. Cause I'm even thinking, I'm like, man, I've done like two 100 mile weeks in all of my running and it's tough, but I'm like, you do, you adjust, you adapt, like your body just gets stronger with, with every week you put on it. So.
2: Yes, it does. And that, that's what makes it easy to do, to do the ultras to be able to show up at a start line and, and have the confidence to, to go through a 50 mile or a hundred mile. It's just that they, the, the stacked runs, you know, the, the 15 on Friday, the 20 on Saturday, the 30 on Sunday and, and the repetition of that. And it does, it. you know, strength is endurance.
0: Yeah, well, Brian, I know you've done some of the like biggest ultras in the United States. Like, what got you into this, and how long have you been been doing this kind of stuff?
2: Well, I started um, two thousand eleven was my first fifty miler, um, and uh, every year since, I've uh, I've done fifties or hundreds, um, usually couple, multiple hundreds every year. Um, I, I think it was the community that got me into it. Uh, we have a, a, a decent run trail running group uh locally and uh it was just as being around everybody and then the, i don't want to say peer pressure but uh everyone else was doing it and it's, uh, well i want to try that and uh, and it was, it was great my my first hundred was western states i actually lucky enough to get on one ticket and uh
0: so many people right now just <laughs> threw down their, uh, their head <laughs> they're like what i've been putting in that race for five years dude that's awesome so how'd you yeah. how'd you get a ticket to that
2: well, it was, uh, I qualified, had a qualifier, and I, I threw my name into the lottery for Western States, and the uh, first year I got picked. That's awesome. Just like man. that. Yeah. yeah, so
0: what's it like running Western States as your very first 100?
2: I, I was so nervous. <laughs> um, it was, happened to be a hot year. I think it was 102 degrees. Um, it was the, I believe it was the 40th anniversary, and um, it, was just, it was unbelievable. It was a great experience. Uh, it, was, it was phenomenal um and i certainly had uh i wondered along the way if i was going to finish or not but uh but you know you push through and you, you find uh, find a way to get it done and uh halfway through though getting getting into uh you know after after all the uh the canyons and things um you realize that your training wasn't quite where it should have been and uh and that's when i started doing what josh was explaining is just picking up my mileage and getting ready for the next one and uh, that's how it all began for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. So then from there, what did you go on to do? I know we were, we were talking a little bit about Badwater before we started recording. Like, when did that fall into your ultra running career?
2: Well, after uh, after Western States, I, I was doing a lot of smaller hundreds, you know, the, the, the ones that there aren't many people at.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, uh, Badwater, I ended up doing it in 2017. I, I, I did Badwater. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So man, you got to tell us about the bad water experience. I just watched some YouTube documentary. It's probably like 40 minute documentary about bad water. And oh, man, I just, I've heard stories. I've read Corey Reese's book. Like I, I have an idea of what it is. And then just watching that documentary, I'm like, Whoa, I have no idea what this entails. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's, it's fantastic. Actually. Um, yeah. I was, fortunate enough to, to uh, go and paste a friend of mine, Patrick Mullins, uh, in 2015. And I, I just, I love the place. You get there, you, you see all the, uh, the energy and the excitement and, and all, all these guys, these hundred people that are going to go run 135 miles across Death Valley. And, uh, when I arrived there, I, I had no idea what Death Valley really looked like. You know, I'd seen it on TV, you know, um, I had never been out there before. And, um, you get there and it's, it's not flat and it, it is very hot, but it's not flat. Um, there's it, 5,000 foot climbs along the way, you know, and then you, you end up on, up top of Mount Whitney is the finish line. It's just, it's nuts. Yeah. But it just, it made me want to do it. I just, I said, I, I want to try this. I had no idea if I could do it, but I, I wanted to.
0: Yeah. How does an uh, East coaster, especially like Northeast, like you guys, like how do you train for the desert? It's so freaking humid on the East Coast. How do you train for that dryness?
2: So uh, I'd go for my daily run every day. I, I run uh, 10 to 20 miles a day. And uh, then I'd go sit in the sauna for an hour afterwards. <laughs> and that, that was about it. And um, we live pretty much at sea level. And uh, to, to get hill training, um, we either just do a you know 100-foot hill over and over and over again. Or we, we head up to uh, what we call Blue Hill. And it's only a 400 foot hill, but uh, but it gets the job done. We do repeats up there.
0: Yeah, that's some good mental training for you too. Oh yeah, it is. What it yeah. is. <laughs> so you've done Blue Hill too, Josh?
1: Oh, that's me and Brian. Spin almost every Saturday there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what? So what is up it? Like, describe it. What does it look like? Like what? It's
1: just a. It's a cement road uh, <laughs> up to a, an observatory, and it's got. It's about. Uh, probably like 0. 0.8 miles up and you get like 450 feet of climbing in that and normally we go for you know a good four hours get 20 miles in and about 5,000 feet of elevation and you know then if there's also beautiful trails there too so if you if you don't want to do the mind-numbing <laughs> cement road hill repeats you you can get some good elevation in the trails too it's just you know, like we talked about earlier, crazy technical. Yeah, you got to move slow. And, but yeah, we we make it work in in New England. You know, it's not a it's not the groomed California perfectness, but you know, it make it makes us gritty.
0: It does, man. I'm telling you, East Coast <laughs> runners, they're like a whole different like breed of runners. Like you guys, I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's just. I was trying to figure this out the other day. I think it's like being in the woods is different than being in like wide open areas you know and like i know that colorado and california like we have woods too we have forests but there's also a lot of like more wide open spaces and on the east coast like when i ran in virginia man like you couldn't see the sunset every day because there were just so many trees and for whatever reason i'm like i think that just makes you guys like a closer knit community
2: definitely yes yeah you get to know each other there's a, a lot of conversation on the on the trail runs um uh, it, it's 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 good yeah and yeah. Um, yeah. the other thing is is because we live where we live along the coast, so if we want to go do a technical trail or a longer run, we have to go somewhere and so like Blue Hill is an hour from where we live, or if we're going to go up to the White mountains in Vermont, so we all pile in a car and and take a day trip or a weekend trip, so we spend a lot of time together
0: i gotcha yeah so that's cool you get that bonding like road trip kind of deal yes definitely that's, that's awesome so and i also like that's a working theory by the way i have no idea if that's why east coasters like are just such it's it just felt like a much like tighter knit community but um but also like you guys got the spider webs to contend with you know what i mean
1: that's true <laughs> it's only I the first all- guy that's right that's That's, that's right (laughs) that's true you know the spiderwebs actually can can save you here on the east coast quick quick little sidebar story i found out i was doing uh the black forest 100k and the only reason i found out that i was off trail during that race is because (laughs) i started getting blasted in the face with spiderwebs over and over again and going there's no way i'm in first place this this can't be right and uh you know, ha- had to turn around. So
0: That rocks. You know, yeah, I didn't the, even think sp- about that. The spider
1: webs, they're like trail markers. <laughs> you know, t- turn around here.
0: That's awesome. Well, Josh, I got to ask yeah. you a little bit. I know you did the uh, Frozen Yeti 100 miler because we were setting up this interview like beginning of January. And then you mentioned, you're like, yeah, I'm going to like try my first 100 miler in February. I was like, oh, let's definitely like talk about that. Because so this- disclaimer:
1: it was a, a thirty hour race. It was oh really? It was not sold as a yeah. It was a timed event. So oh no way. You know, the the, the forty five miles that me and Brian did in the snow and ice did not count as a DNF. It was you know you only had to do thirty miles to finish. Uh, there you go. We we did not win certainly, but uh, <laughs> we uh, you know we got a good. I think. What do we do? Like
2: fourteen, 14
1: hours. Yeah, fourteen <laughs> hours slog on a on an ice skating rink, essentially. You know, through through technical trails, and uh, you know, it was a good event. It was a learning experience for sure. Because, like I said, I I started running in California, so I'm used to well groomed trails.
0: Nice weather. You know,
1: nice weather. <laughs> so when it was twenty degrees and <laughs> snow and ice on the ground on trails that are nothing but rocks and roots you know my my standard pace kind of went out the window and i was like you know what i'm just gonna stick with brian you know mr consistent and we'll just knock out 12 minute miles all day all day (laughs) which which we did for a long time and then the sun went down and the entire course just turned into a sheet of ice and we kind of uh I don't know. It was probably nine o'clock and we slowed down and I think we were probably 40 miles in and we sat down in the, in the lodge. It was uh, like 15 mile loops. So you would, every five miles, it was like a clover. You would come back into the lodge, check in and then go out for your next loop. And me, you know, Brian kind of sat me down and he was like, yeah, we're not on hundred mile pace anymore. He's, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I was like, well, it's, it wasn't worth the injury to yeah. to keep going forward. You know, I have a few races coming up this summer that I really, really want to focus on. The Vermont 100 being like my Ooh. dream first 100. You know, being a, a New Englander, that is, you know, my top tier of race that I'm really looking forward to. And then, uh, you know, our 500-mile run. So, you know, I had fallen... God knows how many times already that day, and, uh, <laughs> kind of tweaked my knee and I tweaked my back. And I was like, you know, if we go another, you know, 16 hours, this could end badly. So we we pulled the plug at 45 and, uh, you know, that was it. Yeah. So.
0: It sounds like no regrets because it sounds like that was probably the smartest decision you can make.
2: Oh, yeah. Never any regrets. We were out there to have fun and uh, we did accomplish that. So, yeah, it, it was all worth it. That's awesome. Yep.
0: How many people were
2: doing that race? Was it a big one or? No, there were um, 125 uh, people registered, I believe, for the okay. for the 30 hour, and um, it was one incredible woman. Um, I, I can't I can't recall her right her name right now, but uh, Car- she ran Car- 105 miles.
1: Carolyn something.
2: Carolyn Harper okay and that's uh, it. yeah nice yeah. and she uh, she finished 105 miles which is fantastic she did an awesome job in trail conditions like that like i yeah. can't with well, a
1: smile on her face too you you would <laughs> yes. see her on the trail and she she literally looked like the happiest person i've ever seen like just <laughs> yeah you know, even the videos of her that next day it just looked like she was just having so much fun and you know yeah. i think that that was the key
0: yeah that's awesome brian is there anything you're training for this year
2: well, I've got uh, going down to um, Asinan in May, um, and then uh, I DNF'd out at Eastern States uh, a couple of years ago, and so I'm going to go and uh, try to finish that up this August. Yeah. So those are my two big ones this year.
0: From your experiences doing 100 milers, like, what have you told Josh like, and me? I, I would love to hear some advice on the 100-mile <laughs> distance.
1: Let's hear it, Brian. Uh, let's yeah, hear it. Yeah, I'm great
2: at giving advice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a middle of the pack kind of runner. Um, I'm just pretty steady. I sat out one pace and I, I pretty much hold it the entire day. Um, my my advice is to do that. Is uh, you know go out slow. You're, you're better off uh, having energy when the race starts at mile eighty, and uh, to be able to finish it up and uh, and feeling good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What have you felt like at the end of a hundred miler?
2: <laughs> Some of them you feel really good. Actually. Really? Um, i Vermont 100. I felt fantastic. Uh, I've done other ones that were flat as a pancake and I, I've felt horrible, you know, vomiting and, uh, can't stand up. And, and, uh, that just really depends on, uh, on the day. It really depends on how you are and, and what the day gave you. Yeah. What about
0: like for both you guys? I mean, I was just talking the other day with someone about, like, these are the lessons I've learned from ultra running. And, like, there's so many. It's, like, countless lessons you learn. But is there anything you guys, like, anything that stuck out that you're, like... Because I feel like through this adversity, like, it makes us better people, you know, in the weirdest way where you're, like, I'm going to go suffer for hours and hours and hours, but I'm doing it because I want to, like, learn about myself. So do you guys have anything like that really sticks out for you?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I, I think the reason I got into it was just pure mental toughness. I, I, I had always hated running. I, I was like, I don't know. My, my wife, when we, we, you know, we're first dating would try and get me to go out and do, do a 5k. And I'm like, no way. Why the <laughs> hell would I want to do that? Like, <laughs> We did one of those stupid color run 5Ks. It was the first race I ever did, and I thought I was going to die after that thing. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I got kind of got just like hooked into this like, you know, how mentally strong can you be? And then that kind of, you know, that was kind of the goal. You know, can I do a half marathon? Can I do a marathon? Can I go past a marathon and beyond? And as you're building this mental strength, you know, you're learning patience you know, you, there's so many things that go wrong in these longer races, you know, like problem solving. And you're just trying to like, you know, can, can I continue right now? And, you know, if so, how, and then, you know, what less, you know, I've DNF'd races and gotten lost in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night in races and, you know, been really, really down on myself. Like, you know, this is, this is what did it. And, Um, to be able to overcome that and be like all right, well next one sign up for this one and we're gonna we'll grind this one out and and learn from these mistakes and yeah I don't know I just think it it helps you be a better person for sure like you have you kind of you learn a lot about yourself on these really long runs it gives you a lot of time for some self reflection and you know, I think it's just healthy. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, self-self therapy, if you will.
0: I think I've said, like, I think I was telling maybe my dad, because, you know, you get the, like, my parent rea- parents' reactions sometimes are, like, concern, where it's like, you know, you're putting a lot of miles on your legs. Like, they don't want you to hurt your joints, like, all that stuff, which I totally understand, you know. But I was trying to explain, like, the things I gain mentally and emotionally from these things, far outweigh like anything i'm putting my body through physically like anything i'm hurting myself physically like i'm just gaining so much more
1: you know yeah and i'm sure brian brian has a lot a lot more than you know what i've done
2: no i I think you covered it pretty well i think you do you learn the how to deal with things you how to deal with adversity um it's definitely calming. It's helped me a lot more with patience, with uh, with my job and, and working. Uh, but it just that when you're going through and and um, you know different pains or, or something happened and and yeah, you you figure out how to adjust and and how to how to endure through it. Yeah. So it makes you it makes you not sweat the
1: little things as much, you know. Like just you know after you, it's been so terrible. Like you know when you're having like a bad day at work and you, I don't know. Are you? It's just like oh, this this really isn't that bad. Yeah. And and kind of I know you know because I think uh, I did a stage race last summer. Not nearly the type that that you did. It was only a, a three-day stage race. But you know that third like the third day in when you're just like, <laughs> oh, do do I really want to run thirty miles today? Like I just I just did like sixty the two days before. Like eh. Yeah. You know, just, you know, that mental toughness to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to start and then I'm not going to stop until, <laughs> you know, I, I get to the end. Yep. And, you know, you learn a lot from doing stuff like that and just, you know, kind of just pushing you over the edge just enough to yeah. to make the right decision.
0: I mean, you guys are about to essentially do like a re- a ridiculous stage race. <laughs> If you look at yes, it that way, we like, are. <laughs> 500 miles over however long, like, what did you say, like, two weeks, maybe? Like, uh, 10, days. 10 to 12 days. 10 <laughs> yeah. to 12 days, yeah. Like, that's going to be the craziest stage race ever. So, what what are you guys anticipating? Like, what kind of... I guess if you had to look at it this way, like, what would... In, like, because you want to take into account, like, what would stop me? And that way, you can try to, like, battle that before you even start. So like, what kind of like factors are you guys really like looking out for?
2: Wow. Um, I, I think it's more of just uh, what the road's going to give us. So well, yeah. I'm not used to running, you know, that many roads. So I, I think the thing that, uh, I think about most is just, you know, is there a shoulder for us to run on or is there a sidewalk or, you know, what's the traffic going to be like those kinds of things. But yeah. as far as starting and finishing, yeah, yeah, we're going to finish.
1: Yeah, th- th- there is no option. You know, we uh, there is a lot of accountability when it comes to something like this. It's it's not like a normal race where, you know, I, and I think that was part of the point, right? In a normal race, you're kind of only accountable to yourself. You know, if if you quit, the only person you're hurting is yourself, really, in in that instance. But you know, this, you know, we have people donating money to us, donating products, donating their time, yeah. like. This is there. There is no option other than to get to the end. Yeah, it, you know whether that's a perfect ten day, fifty mile <laughs> a day, you know, perfectly planned stage race, or it's you know crawling on our hands and knees on day fourteen to you know make it there. Yep. It's, it'll it'll be what it is, but it it will get done. That's yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, and then like at night you said you had a support vehicle so what's the plan with that and like who's helping you who's your support crew and like what what what's their plan like are they just going to drive a couple miles ahead every time or
1: what uh so right now we're working on we have a few things in the works uh my stepfather's already volunteered uh to to be our driver and then uh i know both of our wives will Come and meet us at at certain points, and then um, you know we're we're hoping at some point maybe we can get some sort of you know sponsorship from a a Marriott or Holiday Inn or oh, yeah. know, whatever motel for where we're gonna stay every night. Um, ideally, that's what we're planning on doing is yeah. is staying in a hotel or a motel every night. Um, but we'll see. Like we said, logistically, we still have a lot to figure out
2: um but yeah man that's awesome we're not against sleeping in the car at night or side of the road or we'll we'll figure it out and uh, wherever we stop is where we start so yeah we'll keep going
0: that's awesome because i like the idea of just like i'm gonna start this project there's obviously going to be things that we figure out along the way and like going into it with Mm -hmm. that attitude is going to like cause you guys to be successful more than planning every, You know what I mean? Like I had a buddy who planned a project out here in Colorado and he had some ideas, you know, like he was obviously thinking about it for the months beforehand, but he was like, I'm not going to plan out day by day by day, like every schedule, because then if I don't meet that schedule, all of a sudden I'm going to like get in this negative mind space.
1: Yeah. Then you yeah. start falling behind and yeah. yeah, we, we talked about that. Like instead of setting, Oh, we're going to do X amount of miles every day it's just going to be we're going to wake up we will you know we'll get what our bodies will allow us and then kind of plan accordingly so you know there might be days that we do 60 miles and another day that we do 30 but you know it uh it kind of gives us a little leeway yeah. and you know that i think that'll also help us hit our goal to you know not be held to 50 a day but you know if you want to do more you're feeling great that day then then why not do more you know, we wake up and we're feeling terrible or, you know, someone gets a cold or something and we need to kind of tone it back a day, then, you know, that's okay too. So I think that flexibility will definitely benefit us in the end.
0: Yeah. How quickly are you guys going to run out of things to talk about? (laughs) <laughs> i think day one we're all
1: done
2: yeah. i was like Honestly, i don't, know. I don't like... Think we have
1: anything to talk about now
2: <laughs> <laughs> we there was some uh brought the frozen yeti i think there was a five hour period we didn't say anything to each other so uh that works too that's good i mean it's good that you guys are like
0: learning this about your guys yourself like you're kind of like this is how our running relationship goes. Like we can run by each other and not talk, but like, it's probably nice to have the other person there like supporting you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a, a, uh, a plug for people to come run with us. Cause Brian's <laughs> Brian's Badwater stories get boring after a while. So let's get can, some, some fresh conversations in here.
0: You're going to be on like day yeah. five and you're like, he's telling the bad water story again, man. <laughs>
1: You know, every once in a while when we do a group group trail run, there may or may not be a uh, a tally that happens from one of our runners at how many times Brian mentions bad water during the run. <laughs> uh,
2: but they, they set me up. I don't bring it up all the That's time. That's true. They, he does get set up quite often. <laughs> Is the setup
0: like they're taking a drink of water? They're like, man, this water tastes pretty bad. And you're like, let me tell you about bad water real quick <laughs> oh
2: yeah yeah it's, it's pretty comical yeah but that's yeah. you know that that's that's the point you know we're are we're, entertaining each other while we do something we like to do
0: so. that's cool do you i but, mean so you guys are sticking with each other the whole entire run at least yeah. you know like that's the plan that's yeah. the plan that's awesome man that rocks yeah i think it's such a i'm really excited to, to see you guys take this on i wish You know, I wish I could be out on the East Coast.
1: I would for sure, like, get some miles with you. But Well, maybe next time we'll run across the country and, you know, we'll stop by in Colorado. There you go, man. That would rock. (laughs) That would rock.
0: Well, yeah, like, uh, just one more time before, you know, as we're wrapping things up a bit, like, where can people follow your journey? And I know it's months out, but I would love to have you guys on again, like, right before it and even do, like, maybe a short, like, Fifteen minute interview just to kind of like remind people like, hey, this thing's coming up, and you guys
1: should follow along and support this.
2: Oh, we yeah. appreciate that. That would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And and then if you want, we could. There's always a the recap might be the the best of them all. The recap, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm totally
0: down <laughs> for the recap. I'm hoping I'm um, keeping my fingers crossed that you guys are just like, yeah, we did 50 miles a day. It was fine. Like no drama. Like it was totally cool. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> it this won't take, be like it's that. Five minutes. <laughs> it's i one gotta, guarantee we have that won't be like that yeah no nope. yeah.
1: um so instagram is at 500 miles to end veteran uh sorry end vet suicide facebook is 500 miles to end veteran suicide um and then i'll i'll send you the link okay to the actual fundraising page that's where people can find out the most information but uh yeah as we get closer we'll uh the Instagram and the Facebook will will have a lot of content and we'll start doing those uh the daily shoutouts on on our training runs and yeah, you know, more people to follow along the better. And uh thank you so much Chris for having us on and yeah, kind of getting this the the media and uh publicity uh ball rolling here. That this, rocks. this is awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah, man, I loved having you guys. You guys are awesome like like I said, I'm just psyched. Like that's why I started the podcast. I love just you know, chatting with people like you guys going out and doing these amazing things for a good purpose. I mean, I think, I think there's something to be said about people like actively, like seeking out and wondering like, what is my purpose? Like, how can I use my skills that I have? So, so yeah, you guys are super inspiring.
1: So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately we did have to follow up Courtney DeWalter, which is, you know, (laughs) sorry guys, (laughs) but (laughs) you Gives you a real good, uh, contrast between like the best in the world. And then, you know, Uh. these these two crazy guys that are just about to run (laughs) five. Well, you know, what's funny
0: is I was trying to like find a cool picture to use for the cover. So I like sent her a message and, uh, she got back to me like a few days later. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, like she's so incredibly nice and like humble and amazing, but she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't see this till now. And I was like, yeah, because you were out winning a race in New Zealand. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, that's right. awesome. Of course. Yeah. Like, who? Yeah, like, right. so cool. Yeah. But,
1: And yeah. I'm sure that you're the only one sending her messages in her Instagram, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But,
0: yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely uh, support that, your guys' quest. Um, I'll be sharing, I can, I'll be sharing, like, the pictures from the journey and all that stuff, too so appreciate it thank you yeah definitely. yeah thanks man well we'll have you guys back on for sure so josh and brian thank you so much for joining us all right thanks very Chris. Chris. all right see you okay that'll do it for this week's episode of the show um definitely support brian and josh's cause uh it's excellent all of their information is going to be in the show notes so go to their website check it out uh if you need more information about what they're doing um their link they have a link on the mission 22 network and they have all of their information up everything they want to accomplish with this uh and where you can donate and all that stuff but like i said i'm just psyched to follow their progress and to follow their adventure uh come november because i think it's going to be um one of those things one of those things where you can go go online and see these guys who are still getting after it, uh, you know, 8 days in, 9 days in and you're like, "Wow, this is incredible." Um and you can use that as fuel for your own life and your own you know, your own causes, your own purpose, right? Uh and like I said in the intro, I think that's the mo- the biggest thing I took away from these guys is people who are out there actively seeking for their purpose are people who are not living in zombie mode. They're people who are living intentionally and they're actively seeking this thing. And, you know, who knows, like our purpose might change multiple times throughout our life. Like we might find a cause we're really into and really want to help. And then we might shift, it might shift, you know, a few years later and that's totally okay. And I think as long as you're out there and you're actively engaged and you're acti- actively like searching for it and, you know, you're aware of what your purpose is or what you think your purpose is in that moment, I think that is the most important thing. And for me personally, this podcast has really helped me figure that out for myself. I mean, I've gone years and years and years um, not really knowing what i wanted to do, right? Like i i never really growing up i never had a goal. I never was like, i want to be the CEO of a Fortune 500. I don't even know what that means. I'm going to be honest, it sounds like a NASCAR event to me. I don't know what a Fortune 500 is. I think it means like you're a big company. Um <laughs> but point being, i never really thought to myself like, hey, this is exactly what i want to do. I've always known like You know, I want to be happy and I want to um, find adventures. And, you know, as I go year by year, I find things to challenge myself. And yet I don't think that is necessarily my purpose. And I I remember probably the first year of starting this podcast. I really had to think about that and struggle with like, why am I even doing a podcast? Is it for like my own? ego or is it for something that is greater than myself and it's a question that i've that i kind of struggled with for a while like months and months and i'm like man like why am i doing this and i realized eventually i my goal in life everything i do falls under this umbrella of trying to spread goodness in the world and You know I think about that as it applies to my family and my wife and you know I'm a I'm a seventh grade teacher uh, because I truly love it it's like my one of my favorite things to do during the day is I love going to school and teaching you know 113 to 14 year olds which I know sounds crazy to some people but it truly is something I absolutely love to do and I like I would hope that I in the kind of teacher or the kind of person where kids are are feeling good after they're leaving my class because they're learned but then they also you know is a safe environment and we had some laughs and things like that um and then as it applies to this podcast I mean honestly my only objective right now with the podcast is to make people realize that they can do so much more than they think. And this is even applying to me. Like I'm totally going through this right now as March is approaching and my big events for the summer are kind of looming, right? And now I'm like, oh my God, it's already almost March. I should probably start really focusing in. And then I think to myself, I'm like, man, how much how much am I leaving on the table? Like how much am I not giving um, to some of these, to some of these like big athletic goals that I want to do. And, and so this podcast is helping me realize that. So, um, and I hope it's helping you realize that as well. Um, everyday ordinary people do extraordinary things. Uh, Brian and Josh are just exemplar people, um, to follow as it comes to that. And, You know, these are two guys that are, that were out on a run, just having a conversation and coming up with this awesome idea. And then we've all done that, right? I've come up with so many ideas on runs and I've never gotten home and put the boots on the ground and actually got those ideas accomplished. And so I think that's the thing that's inspiring is that they're willing and able to use their greater purpose to take that next step and get this done. So, uh I hope you guys are taking that away. I know I am. Um I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh it's been awesome doing the show. Uh we're going to keep this thing rolling. Um and we'll get back at you next week for episode number 135. So, thanks again, Brian and Josh. Check out all of their stuff. Um you can find all the links here in the show notes. Support them
2: and we'll get back at you guys next week. See ya.